Welcome to the Vida Podcast, a podcast about next generation media, startups, branded content, and the world of content marketing. In each episode, we talk to some of the most inspiring entrepreneurs and founders building next generation media brands and marketers building brands with content. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from Vida focusing on next generation media brands. Uh, today I'm talking to um, Ibrahim Kamara, one of the founders of Guap. Uh, welcome, Ib. Thanks for having me. Thank no, no, no problem. It's a pleasure. Uh, so I, I first saw you speak at Courier Live at the end of 2019 um, and thought the story of Guap was really inspirational. Uh, and it's a great example of a next generation media business. So when we were putting together a list of what we thought were the mo- the 30 most exciting, relevant next gen media brands in the UK, um, we definitely wanted to get you guys uh, on it. And, and we did a quick Q&A with your co-founder, Gide, um, which is on the Vida website. But uh, we thought we should uh, invite you to talk this time mm-hmm. um, when we're talking to um, founders like you about their experiences uh, during during lockdown. So maybe uh, if you could just uh, start with a quick intro to the Guap brand for anyone that hasn't heard of it or seen it uh, and tell us a bit about the business. Yeah, okay. Um, for those who don't know, um, Guap started as the world's first video magazine, and what that meant is that we bridged the gap between print and digital using augmented reality and all our content were visual-based. Um, but since then, we've grown into a youth-led new media platform that's dedicated to discovering, showcasing, but also nurturing emerging underrepresented and diverse creatives um, across music, fashion, arts and culture um yeah i'd say we're a brand because we do more than a magazine now so we've got the magazine we have a website we run a podcast studio we have an agency strand we have a photo studio um and yeah we're going to continue building things for creatives excellent so uh, yeah totally next generation and um with what's been happening across the world right now with Black Lives Matter movement and especially the protests and debate uh, across the UK in the past few weeks, has that impacted on your conversation with your audience and the content that you create? Um, has it had an impact? I would say yes, but a positive one because um, we've never marketed ourselves as our, a black business or a black founded company. That's not the way we market ourselves, but we cause both founders are black we do have an audience that has a lot of black people in it because people have seen our journey and i guess during this time it's allowed um, people to see and people to notice more the message that we're putting out and the stuff that we're doing so our following has grown quite a bit during this time um and yeah it's also allowed us to highlight some of the voices that we would have already highlighted but on a bigger scale so when we started, we started because we wanted to see people like ourselves in media doing great things. And during this um, moment where Black Lives Matter, well, Black Lives Always Matter, but I mean, during this moment where there's focus on that, when we put a post up about normal individuals who are just doing stuff on the ground, it's getting a lot more attention than it would have got before. So, 
yeah, it's been quite beneficial. Okay, so let's go back to early March, um, and we actually met up with GDNU, and you were telling us about your really exciting plans uh, in terms of funding, developing your podcast and audio output, and as you mentioned uh, right at the start, building out your in-house agency uh, or studio yeah. for brands that want to work with you and be part of the, the Guap community. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, exciting times, lots of great plans. Tell me, what, what happened next? During Corona, there's been a couple things. Um, one of the major things, like let's say Instagram hit us up and started work. We started a partnership with Instagram doing stuff. And like let's say this week, I believe it's launching, but we're one of the five people in the UK to get given one of their new features and stuff like that. So that's happened. During this time, we built our photo studio that we were talking about before that we said we wanted to do. Um, we've, we've, we're working with Apple on a digital program that was random that that came through this time. Um, and yeah, the teams continue to work. That's that's been another great thing. The fact that I've seen that our team are able to go through a pandemic and still be fine and still be doing great work. So I'd say yeah, those are like the main benefits that I've seen happen through this time. Well, that's good to hear. But the, the the two opportunities that you mentioned there with with Instagram and Apple, um, so that's well, that's really exciting. Congratulations. Um, did 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 they approach you? How did those things come about? Yeah, we've never approached. Like that's the thing, we've never pitched or never approached a brand ever. So every partnership we've had has come from us continuing to do what we do um, every day. And then a brand has approached us because they can see what we're doing and think what we do can fit into something they're trying to achieve. And can you tell us anything more about what you're going to be doing with Instagram um, or, or Apple for that matter? Or is it is it um, embargoed for now? Yeah, I think the Instagram one I can talk about because it's about to come out. So there's a new thing called guides on Instagram. Right, yeah, sure. Um, so we're creating some guides around Black Lives Matter and Black History Month. Um, just trying to give people more knowledge on that side of things. Um, the Apple, Apple one is confidential, um, but that should be coming out around July, August. But yeah, um, it's been great. It's been great, yeah, it's been great, yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, somebody actually said to me the other day that the, the, the pace of change in digital media has been massively speeded up by by the pandemic and it's a bit like we've woken up in 2025 um you know five years further ahead than than we we, we expected to um it sounds like it has been quite positive um from a business um uh, point of view for, for you has it has it brought anything forward in your plans the photo studio we was planning to build that a bit later but we said we're going to build it now so that um we have a safer space to create so we, um, so our staff don't have to be outside all the time to create content. So that came in a bit earlier. Um, anything else? Um, we started thinking about um, membership models and stuff a lot earlier than we had thought of. Um, so now we have a date of when we're going to try and launch that type of thing. Um, that was meant to be like five years from now, but... <laughs> That's covered earlier, yeah. 
Okay. Um, and are you, so you've got a date for that. Are you, have you taken any steps? Have you started doing the strategic planning around the membership or your, your early days? Yeah. So right now, um, myself and my business partner, we're just doing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of research on what works and what would work for our community because there are certain brands that can just do it, do it for content or just do it for events, etc., etc. But because we have so many different offerings, we want to do it in a way where we package all our offerings in a way that allows creatives to create. So I think the way we're going to do it might be a bit different to a lot of other media platforms because we have, we have the facilities as well. So we've got things like digital stuff, but then we have offline stuff as well. So it's just about doing it in a way that makes sense. So that's what we're, re- that's what we're researching right now. And, and as part of that research, are you, are you involving the community in that? Are you, are you, are you talking to them? Or what, what, what's, what's the role of the community in shaping the, the membership program? Um, I think they're at the heart of it because at the, we haven't done like, literally we came to this decision probably like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but the membership has to provide value to the creative. So it, it there's going to be a strand where it's just supporting Guap, but the rest of the memberships should be supporting themselves. So right now we've got the podcast studio and we have some sort of a membership structure there. So people are paying for the value because they know that we're offering a lot of value in terms of podcasting and providing access. So the membership should do more for them than it should do for us. That's that, so they're at the heart of it, to be honest. So we've been talking about a lot of um, positives um, to come out of this this period and um, and some future potential. Um, have have you guys experienced any particular? challenges uh you know as a result of the um you know the lockdown and the, and, the, and the changes that you know imposed on everyone really you know in terms of you know you know how we live and live and work yeah definitely so like our podcast studio was booming just before the pandemic and then the pandemic happened and then obviously that had to slow down quite a bit so we're now getting back into the run of things but yeah, that definitely took a hit. Um, but would I say as a challenge? Well, the way we perceive things and the way we perceive this per pandemic, it was just like, what's three, four months in 10 years? Do you know what I'm saying? So obviously it's, it's, it's a bad time. But in a 10-year journey, this will just be like a percentage. So it's just about making sure we can get through this time. And then things will just go back to somewhat of some sort of normal. And then yeah, we'll just it'll just balance itself out. Yeah. Some sort of normal. That's that's a I think that's a better description than the new normal. I like that. Um we um it, it's interesting. We we've we've had conversations over the, the last week or so with um uh, other uh, startup um media founders. And you know, broadly the the tone is is quite positive. And I think maybe that's one of the benefits of being um, at quite an early stage in in your journey, um, where you know you, the, the the organizations tend to be run on quite lean uh, principles, um, you're not carrying a lot of cost, you know, you don't have a lot of uh, P 
people, um, that sort of thing. Whereas at the other end of the spectrum, the big established you know, legacy media companies are obviously having a, a, a very, very tough time, you know, advertising revenues decimated. Um, and, you know, uh, so, you, you know, they, they are obviously um, trying to speed up the, the rate at which they innovate. And we've obviously seen a lot of kind of movements from a publishing point of view in terms of subscriptions, um, but also digital events um, as a way to try and sort of recover some of those revenues. Um, I, I read on Friday of last week, there's a, a, a newsletter about the media and publishing industry called Flashes and Flames. Um, and we'll put the uh, the link in the show notes here. Um, but on Friday, um, Colin Morrison, who writes that, did a really, really good um, analysis of the state of the publishing industry. Uh, and he looked at some of the major uh, publishers uh, in the UK Um uh, and he um, he concluded there were sort of five or six points he concluded that I thought were really interesting. Um, it'd be quite interesting to get your take on this as well. He said the long term expansion of specialist or lifestyle media must increasingly be based on one a direct relationship with your audience as members or subscribers. So we've just talked about that. Um, two is providing services in quotes, for enthusiasts, by enthusiasts. So authenticity uh, or a shared authenticity with your audience. Uh, being platform agnostic um, to uh, not just your content, but products and services that you develop around that content. Um, offering interactive services to enable the community to build relationships with each other. Um, exclusive information for the market and collaborations, alliances, and partnerships. Now, that's a really terrific list. I, I think it describes most of the businesses that we talk to and that we work with day in, day out. And I, I think, knowing what I know of you, it sounds quite like guap. The question, I'm really interested, you know, um, what what advice or, or would you give to um, to the big publishers? What do you think they can learn from a business like yours? Um, that numbers don't mean connection. I think for for us, we've just hit twenty thousand followers on Instagram just just now, but we've worked with basically every major brand, and it's not because we get millions of views on our YouTube or millions of like no, it's just because we got a community that we have an authentic connection with, and that's that's taken us far. Do you know what I'm saying? I think with traditional publishers, they just cared about hits and all of that stuff. But now, like, like that list just said, you can't just expect people to pay for content without serving them too. Like, and that's even, it even links back to what I was talking about, what we want to do with our membership. is like we have to provide more value for them than for us. Like them reading an article every day isn't valuable. Like most traditional publishers don't have much more than the writing that they produce. Do you know what I'm saying? That doesn't affect a person's like trajectory or that kind of stuff. So you need to affect people in real life rather than just online. So yeah, that's what I would say. Well, it's very it's very interesting. Um one of my earlier conversations was uh, with Justin and Andy, who are the founders of um a B2B 
um, media uh, company called New Digital Age, um, and it focuses on digital media and marketing um, largely. And they said almost exactly the same thing as you. They're, they 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 come from a background in more established um, uh, B two B media, and they said the same thing. The best thing about being the business they are is that they don't need to chase reach in the same way as they used to, and yet they can still monetize that because the value of the quality of their audience um, is it's so great. So yeah. Okay, next question is around about the the ecosystem. Um, I mean, you'll know this um, uh, very well. That the, the, there's this whole ecosystem of mentors, investors, incubators, partners that sort of help with the uh, or can help with the the growth of uh, startups, and that's true at the best of times. But um, have you had any particular experience or? Um, connection or involvement with with the rest of that ecosystem during the, the pandemic lockdown um no not really um however we are going to take in a little bit of money um from some angel investors it's less about the money but more about their belief in the vision and the way they um they shout about what and i feel like yeah they they are like a good pair of people to be behind us, um, but they like they really believe in it. Uh, in terms of like the whole like tech world and like VC capital and all that kind of stuff, nah, like we haven't gone down that lane, and I don't think we'll be looking to do that anytime soon because yeah, everything we've done so far has been from the ground up. Like there, the, yeah, we've never we didn't really. We never wanted to be in a position where we're funded first to make what we're doing happen. We wanted to make stuff happen and then people jump on. So Well, it's working. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so thinking about what's coming next, you've, you've, you've touched on this. You've spoken about early uh, days, thinking about memberships and what have you. Um, uh, I, I guess you know if we view this week as the sort of tentative start of the the, the um, you know, reducing the the sort of the the restrictions or easing the yeah the restrictions. Um, I guess you know the 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 sort of the sort of normal that you've spoken about. We know that life's going to look you know a bit different. You know we're just not really sure what it's going to look like in the months ahead, but. Um, despite that, you know, and thinking positively, what's what's the priorities for for you guys in the in the short term now? How are you going to come out of lockdown and keep growing? Um, right now, we're going through a pivot to video. We're, so, um, because Guap was just me and Jide, and we had like voluntary teams um, for a long period of time, literally up until twenty twenty, we never got to focus on video the way we wanted to focus on video. But now we have a team in place. Um, this pivot to video should be very efficient. Um, so that's like our main focus right now. Becoming because we feel like we've built the brand, but now we um, have the brand, but also have views that. So we it just makes it look better, just in terms of perception. Wise, even though we know we don't need it, we want it just to have. Um, so yeah, we're gonna pivot into video and like be creating a lot of more original content and shows and stuff so that's that's the short term right now like okay 
That sounds exciting. And and you mentioned earlier um, your uh, your your studio uh, offering, uh, yeah, and the the opportunity to work for for brands and and companies to work directly with you. Is that still is that still priority for you guys? Yeah, it's definitely a priority, but um, it's just something we've never we, we've never focused on it. So we've always done the work. We've always done agency type structure. So even today, I'm completing the website of Agency, where it's got all the work we've done. So we just have everything we've done in one place. Um, I feel like I may um, start trying to connect with brands and start pitching in a more traditional way, um, just so we can have more work. Um, but I would say the content is the first priority. That would be secondary. Okay, cool. Um, well, look... Um Thank you for taking part. It's uh, it's been good to talk to you again. Um, we've uh, we've asked everyone the same final question, and that's just from a personal point of view. What are you most looking forward to once this uh, this lockdown's over? All right. So my team came back today. I mean, yesterday, we, they were in office, and I'm just excited to create content. Like because we 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 use this time to plan what we're gonna do when this is all done. Like everyone's just ready to go back and like create like, and we've done a few shoots and I've seen the production level increase. So like the way our content is going to look will rival a lot of traditional media platforms based on the standard. Cause during this time we invested a lot of money into making sure we've got better equipment, better lights, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm just happy for everyone to see what we were planning to like do that's that's the most exciting things. yeah brilliant look forward to seeing it too all right well look um ibrahim thanks very much again for for taking part today really appreciate it no worries thanks for having me you've been listening to the vida podcast if you'd like to learn more check out the show notes for more information please like share and subscribe on your favorite podcast app And follow Vida Media on all the usual platforms for regular updates on startup media and content-powered brands. Thanks for listening. See you next time.